live from the American Museum of Magic in Marshall, Michigan, and brought to you by Laughing Cow Cheese. Have you laughed today? I'm Delmon. And I'm Alicious. And this is EQ2 Talk. This is episode 43, and we are recording on March 24th, 2012. And, Allie, why do we still not have theme music? Big money, big money, theme music, theme music, come on, no whammies, no whammies, big music, big money, stop! So, Allie, for this episode of EQ2 Talk, we are... (laughs) We're honoring Bristlebane and uh, sort of switching roles, aren't we? Yes, but not clothing. <laughs> so uh, this time we have a uh, a Delmon angle, or a dangle, if you will. Uh, yes, you do know how much I like to uh, put it out there uh, and, and show off my dangle. Well, let's get right to it, shall we? All right. So uh, in the spirit of this episode, where we are sort of flip-flopping our roles, over the past seven-plus years of playing EQ2, what three game issues or features... Have you flip-flopped on since you started playing? Well, I have to say I really do like this question, and I really did want to give it my full John Kerry attention. But I have to say it was kind of hard because there's a lot of things where I think we have talked in the past about how I have softened in the sun like ice cream that I'm kind of meh about now. Whereas, you know, when the game launched, I would have been all rah-rah about it. But now I'm just kind of indifferent. So I didn't want to consider those things that I have flip-flopped on or pulled a full 360. Well, maybe that it would actually be a 180 because if I pulled a 360. You'd be in the exact same position as Yeah, I'd be right back out. to where I started. So, okay. <laughs> so I didn't pull a full 180 on these. I kind of pulled a 90-degree a, a turn. Okay. Uh, so I would put these a few in a, in, a, in a kind of like an honorable mention category that I've I've flipped, but maybe not flip flopped on. All righty. You know, and certainly Station Cash would be one of those, right? You know, mm-hmm. I, not much a big fan of it, but you know what? I kind of look at it as it's here to stay, and there's again nothing I can do about it. So I'm kind of like meh on it now. I, I, I'm not using it, but I, I just I guess I don't care about it anymore. Uh, there's there's nothing that gets me all fired up about it. it, it kind of same thing with with uh, SLR. And I'm not sure if you've heard that term, the selling of loot rights. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I don't know where you stand on that. I can't stand it. My opinion is if you didn't kill it, you didn't earn it, you shouldn't have it. I, I don't think things should be sold like that just because you have an open instance timer and can get in on something. I, I don't care for that, but it is what it is. It's going on. SOE's not going to change it at this point. It's just part of gameplay by today's standards, so I'm kind of like, meh about it. It's it's not like I'm accepting of it or I'm participating in it, but I'm not grabbing the pitchfork and the torches and storming the SOE castle. Yeah, so you're sort of, you're just uh, ignoring it for the most part. Yeah, kind of. It, it, it is what it is in game. Do you, do you participate in SLR at all? 
No, uh, well, <laughs> uh, I haven't bought anything, uh, you know, in channel or anything like that. Um, but I have participated in selling things uh, in in groups that wanted to do that. I don't. Does that count? I don't know, but you got me there too because I have as well. Yeah, I know you have. Uh, not that I, again. I'm not certainly promoting it. If it was up to me, I would loot it and mute it, and avoid the auction channel altogether. But uh, I know that's not everybody else's opinion. I don't think you are being 100 percent honest there. When we've done trade skill instances, you've uh, been uh, chimed in to sell the books. Yeah, I guess you're right. I have in that case suggested it. But let me say, let me say this. I made somebody else do the selling. I didn't do it myself. That doesn't mean it wasn't your idea. Yeah, well, I kind of feel like that does wash my hands of it. Oh, I see. As long as you're not the one doing the deed. Uh, exactly, exactly. Okay. I, and, and let me I'll be honest, too. I am more than willing to profit from it. Mm-hmm. And I have. Uh, but again, you know, if everybody else in the group said, no, we don't want it, I'd be okay. Fine, don't do it then, I, you know. But I don't think that my one-sixth of a vote in a group should trump everybody else's. And, hey, if they're all going to get 50 plat for doing something, for standing around, then I guess I might as well too. So uh, I guess maybe you're right. Maybe I'm okay with selling of loot rights. Maybe I'm just against the buying of loot rights. Mm, I see. So those you said those were sort of honorable mentions. They didn't actually make your top three? Yeah, no, they certainly didn't because, again, I'm not, I, I would say, pulling that whole 180. I'm kind of just 90 degrees on them. I don't Got care it. for them, but, you know, I don't want to fight the good fight for them, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but something I guess I would say I have flip-flopped on, and it's something we have talked about in the past, uh, and we actually talked with Smoke Jumper about it when we had him on the show, is this whole Insta-90 business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that might surprise a lot of people, but I am actually kind of of the opinion now of being pro Insta90. Uh, certainly, I would say that uh, on day one, uh, obviously 90s didn't exist day one, but Insta Max level characters, let's call it that maybe. Day one, I would have been pounding my fist on the desktop. No, no, no. Uh, doing that is absolutely wrong. Uh, you shouldn't be max level just because you have real life money to spend. Over time, uh, and I think throughout the evolution of EverQuest 2, my opinion on that has changed. And I think mainly because a lot of the game mechanics that I thought were important day one uh, that would have made that a bad idea have uh, changed. They've evolved. Uh, some of them are not as big of obstacles anymore. Uh, and, and certainly my reasonings back in the day for why it was a bad thing are, I would say, kind of null and void by today's standards. Uh, you know, I know you and I have certainly talked about in the past about uh, you learn your class while leveling. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to call BS on that by today's standards. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, between mentoring, uh, potions, the golden path, mobs that just die at your feet, uh, being able to do it in Dungeon Maker, you, you know, you, and get XP... I wouldn't say people are really learning their class on the way to 90. You can be 90 in one day. You can do it in a couple hours, I think, if you really tried hard enough. Uh, so I, I don't think people are really learning their class on the way to 90. So I would say that's almost a, an argument that's not valid anymore. I used to also look at people's gear and, 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 and think, if this guy has such and such gear, he must be good. He's earned it. He's worked hard. But just like what we were talking about, uh, with SLR, well, who knows? He may have just all bought that yesterday and not have earned it through doing the encounters or understanding the mechanics of beating these encounters 
so uh, looking at somebody's gear or looking at them at a level 90 with how many AAs, uh, I don't think is a valid uh, example of whether or not you've learned how to play your class anymore in, in the path to getting to 90. I would think that it used to have been an accomplishment to be 90, to say that you earned it and it, you know, it was something you could kind of pump your chest about. Um, but I think that that idea has gone to the dogs, again, because getting to max level is, is not that hard, in my opinion. It, it, it's not the accomplishment that it used to be. I mean, when somebody dinged 90 back in the day, uh, we used to joke, oh, how is the end game movie? What's it like now that you have one EverQuest? Mm-hmm. Well, again, I, it's not that accomplishment anymore. I mean, if I see somebody dig 90, you know, okay, well, they, you, you've done it. How many A's you got now? Or you got all those done, too? it's just not what it used to be. There's no fanfare. There's no balloons and confetti coming down out of the ceiling anymore. Uh, So, you know, with these things kind of gone by the wayside, I mean, why not? What are the reasons that are left in game for me that I could say, why not just be able to buy a level 90? Uh, You're effectively doing it anyways. If you, if you take advantage of mentoring and potions and, and just turning and burning dungeons and, and just looking for mobs with stars in their names and, and doing quests or, or even doing Dungeon Maker to get your XP where you, where you never actually have to play your character. You play an avatar and you still get XP for them. Uh, so I, I guess I'm kind of like, what difference does it make now? Any reason why I thought it was, was cool to be 90 has gone away. I used to think that being Insta-90 was a bad thing, but certainly by today's standards, I don't think it's, 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 there's anything wrong with it anymore. Very interesting. That's uh, an interesting take. Yeah, it is really easy to level these days. You almost have to go out of your way to slow down with all of the potions and mentoring, like you're saying, and um, the double XP weekends and things like that. Uh, it's almost like you have to try to 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 slow down and do it the old-fashioned way. So, yeah, I, I, I think I'd have to agree with that. Now, you know, learning your class, it doesn't happen anymore, really. So, you know, I can kind of see your point there with the with Insta90 being sort of uh, no big deal. Uh, so. yeah, yeah, you hit on something I didn't even think of when I was, when I was thinking about this was the, the double XPs and how often those happen nowadays. They used to be kind of a big deal. Yeah. Now it seems every time there's a holiday in the U.S. or a long weekend – Mm-hmm. it's almost like it's expected nowadays. So people are even getting to that end faster. And uh, before every, yeah. And before every expansion and before every big thing that comes out, here's some uh, bonus XP. Have a fun weekend. You know, it was funny when, when we had smoke jump on, we talked about this, uh, even though he kind of had floated the idea and he explained why he just kind of put it out there as a feeler to see what people's takes on it was. Uh, I was surprised that he was not, for it. He's kind of against it a little bit. Mm-hmm. He wasn't keen on the idea. And I, of all things, here I am the one saying, yeah, let's do it. We should implement it. I don't know. How much would you pay? 25 50 Well, I am personally am not for it. But, um, you know, I can understand accepting that and, and sort of putting a price tag on it. Because uh, some people would, would do it. Uh, absolutely. You make a great point there as well. Uh, for me... I wouldn't do it. I, I would not purchase a, an Insta level 90 character myself. Bega- again, because I think EverQuest 2 is supposed to be a game. It's supposed to be fun. Uh, and just to be at the end, well, I don't know if I'd have that sort of fun anymore. So it wouldn't be for me, but I don't see why Delmont should stand in anybody else's way 
who wants to do it. And and I can think of a you know an example of where it would fit in really well. Maybe you're you're all your friends are ninety and they don't want to mentor. Okay, you plunk down the whatever it is, the twenty, twenty five, fifty, I don't know how much. Uh, and you can be at their level up to speed. Not that I don't think it would take them that long to mentor you through. Uh, or you're a rating guild who's just missing that one class you need to get over the hump. Uh, maybe you can't find a dirge to save your life. And you don't want to spend the time racing a dirge through uh, and then and then gearing them all up or something like that. Uh, so why not uh, just pay for it and, and, and fix the hole in your raid force uh, very easily? So uh, just out of curiosity... If you were to pick a number, Ali, and again, not that you would buy it, but how much how much would you pay, or how much do you think people would pay? Maybe not you. Um. Well, I think they would have to do it through Station Cash, and um, I would think between maybe twenty five and fifty. Okay. Because you think about it, to uh, the guild rename was it guild rename. Yeah, something like that. It was when that came out. That was what, like fifty bucks or something. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, and that 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 was a big, huge deal. Mounts are twenty five, aren't they? I think everything's way overpriced. So I th- I think it would have to be somewhere between twenty five and fifty. Uh, yeah, I think because you want to make it attractive enough that people would pay for it. But you know, I I do think they would devalue some of their product if just everybody started doing it. So you don't want to put it out there for a buck. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's worth more than that that song you download from iTunes, right? At ninety nine cents or a buck twenty nine. So, uh, I would say you're right. It's got to be somewhere in that range to make people think about it before they actually pull the trigger, but not so much that they have to take out a second mortgage to do so. Well, and you have to think about all the triple station cash that's been turned in. Oh, uh, sure. Yeah. You know, and in fact, you know, if you bought certain cards, you got even extra. So the actual money that you pay would be a hell of a lot less than 50 bucks if it was 50 bucks. So, you know, they'd probably sell a lot. Yeah, I'd be interested to see how many of them they would sell if they did. I I can certainly see some people taking advantage and, you know, some people like us, you know, not. But uh, not standing in anybody's way, I'm not going to shun anybody. And certainly, how would I know? You know, how do I know that you just didn't buy a tune on eBay today? Right. You know, so again, what difference does it make? I don't know if you just inherited that tune from somebody else or your your, your significant other stopped playing or your brother or your cousin gave you that tune. How would how the heck would we know? Uh, it, it's a crapshoot. So, again, what's the difference? Again, you know, how do I know that this person knows what they're doing on the other side of the screen? My group. Well, right. It's no different from, you know, power leveling a tune. Exactly. Uh, it's just, you know, time versus money spent. The outcome's the same. Absolutely. And heck, with Mercs, we didn't even mention Mercs. Mercs, you're oh. even leveling faster because maybe you're able to take on content that would be a little bit outside your range if you were by yourself. Yeah. Okay, so Insta90, what's, uh, what's another one, Del, that you flip-flopped on? Uh, the second one, and this is painful, I have to be honest, this really pains me to say this, is Dungeon Finder. Ah, I was, as you know, I think super jazzed. I was wicked excited to uh, take advantage of this tool. I thought I was going to be able to get groups to farm for shinies, get those quest updates that I needed, um, get loot like Drundernecks and stuff like that. But I got to be honest, Dungeon Finder, um, right now, I I would have to label as a failure. I don't think players are using it. 
uh, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. And the longer it goes in the state that it's in, the less people are going to use it. And unfortunately, the bigger of a butt of a joke it continues to become. I've been in it for hours on end. I have been transported to zones by myself. I've gotten, I don't know, maybe two groups out of it at best. And the group that was successful, of those two groups, I would say, of those two groups, the one that was successful was when somebody swapped out and brought their alt main tank in to do the zone for us because the tank we had just wasn't up to speed. And it's it's unfortunate because I was so excited about this. I have really turned around and said, man, this is just not good anymore. It is mm-hmm. it is bad. I, I would almost go so far as to say they should maybe take it out at this point because I think it's nothing more than a black eye and, and kind of the butt of some jokes. And I, I think there's a lot of reasons why Dungeon Finder was not successful. I think taking a red and a green and any four others and sticking them in the group doesn't necessarily work. Uh, a lot of the zones in EverQuest to a lot of the instances are complex, you know, like we've talked about the mini raidness of them mm-hmm. at times. Uh, and I think a lot of people, one, they don't want to queue up because they don't want to be necessarily exposed as the fraud that they might be. And I say that uh, jokingly, but, you know, not knowing the encounters and having to say, help, I, I need this explained to me. Uh, you know, certainly if there's this belief, I think when you're the tank that you know what you're doing yeah. and you just lead, you tanks lead. And uh, the green and then the four others follow. Not every tank knows every encounter inside and out and can tell people where to stand, what to do, what to cure, what not to cure. So I I, I think the complexity and difficulty levels of a lot of the EverQuest 2 zones, although they're exciting, lead people to not want to participate in them. Certainly the term Critman, it was like this term that just got bantered around uh, I think because a lot of people didn't know what it really meant and used it as a crutch or an excuse not to participate. You you can't be on an alt when, when you're waiting for Dungeon Finder, so you're stuck being on the tune that you want to be found for. Mm. Uh, being ported before everybody accepts, people got sick and tired of that because not everybody accepted. Uh, and, I, and I'm as guilty as others of that. Is There was one day I queued up kind of as an experiment to see how long it would be and I wasn't paying attention. It got to be raid time. I got into our raid, and all of a sudden, it's Crystal Caverns is now ready. Would you like to go? I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm in the middle of Talon, Talons here doing a raid. This mm. thing, I'm, this is still on? You know, kind of the old, hello, is this thing still on? Right. Uh, and it was like four or five hours. So, mm. uh, and then they tried to juice it up with these rewards and XP bonuses. Well, you're already nine to begin with and probably very close to max AAs as well. So why would an XP boost help you? That, that, that wasn't an attractive reward. And then the fabled things or the legendary that you got if you stayed in it for more than 15 minutes, well, for me at least, they were all below me in terms of gear levels. You couldn't mute them. Uh, and they sold for about a plat at most. I'm like, I, I can make more than a plat in 15 minutes killing gnolls or something. Mm-hmm. So why would I want to stand around in dungeon make? Uh, excuse me. Why would I want to stand around in dungeon finder waiting for my fifteen minute reward? So uh, a lot of things and just made this not turn out to be all that I thought it was going to be. And I, I'll admit I was out front looking forward to this, and now it's just like it's another system that got implemented and has 
not done well and is pretty much ignored by, I think, the bulk of the player base. I don't know what other people's experiences are. Uh, I don't know if it's better on other servers, but where we are, it is not good. You can queue up in there for hours, hours on end, and get nothing. Yeah, I got to say, I think the very first and biggest roadblock for Dungeon Finder is the, the time. You know, if you if you queue up and you don't get into a group within 10 minutes, you're going to see people quit and just go to level chat. There's no point in sitting around for hours on end, you know, and there's there's only so many things to, left to do on on your main. What are you going to do? Craft for hours waiting for for a dungeon? It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's supposed to be, you know help to help you you know be able to jump right in uh and it's it's slower than level channel so yeah i would have to i would have to agree and i think that uh the biggest roadblock is the time sink to get a group which is about participation which you know it's a it's a never-ending cycle you know participation low participation means Long wait times. Long wait times means low participation. So it's almost like a lose-lose. Let me ask you, do you think that Dungeon Finder would have been more successful at launch? That when a game comes out, it has to have that looking for group tool at the beginning? Because don't forget, we also have the LFG window, I think. Is that thing still around? Uh, that I came in a couple of years after launch. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I wonder, do tools and systems like that if they're not included with the base game day one, people invent their own systems like, like you said. We use level chat. Mm. Uh, level chat also allows you to imply a certain amount of intelligence to the system, which Dungeon Finder seems to have problems with. I mean, it, it's it's not as smart as a person when it comes to putting groups together. That's why you wind up with uh, one red, one green, and any other things. You know, mm-hmm. you could wind up with four more reds, and that Dungeon Finder would call that a group. Well, I mean, I don't think it would have made much sense at launch because we didn't really have instances. Um, we so did. it would just be like a group finder. Yeah, name name an instance from launch. What, like, uh, what do you call that zone off of Antonica? Uh, the lighthouse one. Or, well, I was thinking of the other one where the crafting instance is. By, by, out by Blackborough. Oh, Fire Miss Gully. Yeah, that. What, you know, you really, you need a dungeon finder to to go there? No, you're, you're right, you know. And you're right, certainly the game has evolved where uh, instanced, persistent instanced dungeons are the norm. Mm-hmm. And overland zones are secondary. I mean, back in the day, you're right, overland zones were the thing. Today, we don't have so much of that. You know, there's one overland zone and then... Uh, a dozen some odd instances off of that. Mm-hmm. So you're right. It would make more sense with, say, what was the the expansion that had um, that's where the instances really started was the the ones in Jarseth Waste, right? That was kind of the beginning of the rise of Kunark. Yeah, the, the beginning of the multiple instances. Mm-hmm. So maybe with that, but even then, you know, it's easy enough to get a group together because there were only <laughs> there were only really three places to go, four right, places. Right, right. Yeah, it was the Shadow Odyssey, I think, where instances took off. Yeah. You know, where we had the themes of them and they took off. 
Uh, it just seems to me that you know over time players invent their own tools. Exactly. And when a thing like Dungeon Fighter comes in as late as it does, mm-hmm. it's kind of already missed the boat. Yeah, you can say that about a lot of things, like the calendar. Do people use the calendar? I mean, you can only use it and add to it if you're the leader of a guild, right? You're right. Well, I'll say I've only used it when I see somebody shout and channel, when does such and such live event end? <laughs> and then somebody says, open the calendar, dumbass. Yeah. And oh, yeah. You, you, oh, yeah. I forgot that existed. Exactly. After I spent like 20 minutes trying to find it on the wiki or something. Right, already. right, right. But, yeah, so tools like that, they, they come in too late. I mean, do things like that kind of need to be incorporated with launch so that players become uh, accustomed to them at the beginning and then they become ingrained into the system? Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I think that's that's one of those evolution things, you know, woulda, shoulda, coulda, but maybe something to think about for EQ next, assuming EQ next is an actual MMO Mm -hmm. on the PC, (laughs) which I I have my theories about, but okay, this is the Dell angle. So let's move on. Yes. Let's continue to dangle. Let's shall we? What else is dangling Dell? Okay. The, the, the last one I had, and this one, I have to say, I struggled with a little bit because, again, it was something I was excited to hear when I heard it, but now my opinions have changed over time. And if you remember back uh, last year's fanfare, uh, we saw their uh, their opening presentation, uh, and, and one of the, the themes that seemed to come through with it was the saying, we're gamers too. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I think, uh, you know, Smedley had presented that. They showed some videos about... Uh, members of the team talking about uh, that they're gamers too. And uh, I, I don't know if I necessarily drank the Kool-Aid and put on the, the running shoes. But I think over time I have become less faithful in that statement as I was when I first heard it at Fanfare. Uh, certainly it was it was very exciting to hear that that, that was going to be their mission statement. Okay, they're going to get back to making great games. And this is cool. This is going to be good for us as players, but over the past year since Fanfare, you know, what have we seen that kind of really showed it? Well, we recently had the, the Proceban Sat deal where it certainly seems that the corporate decisions took the front seat to uh, players, uh, and most notably this whole, when it first came out and all the things have changed since, the uh, divvying up of the player base. Well, if you were really a player and a gamer, that would have been the first thought you had. Wait a minute, I'm going to split up my community? That can't be a good thing. Mm. We, we see a lot of high-profile defects recently making it into EverQuest 2. And I think the most recent one uh, this past week was with the CritMit change. I mean, frankly, what else was in that patch notes? Well, who cares? Nobody read anything beyond was CritMit was going away. All eyes were on that one aspect. And somehow things still made it through that weren't right. I mean, you would have thought that CritMit change would have been checked, double-checked, rechecked, and every I crossed and, every, I crossed and T dotted, you know, <laughs> when, that, when that went live uh, to make sure that it was right because that's what everybody was going to be focused on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I look at EQ2 players as well, and I have to wonder, while it is full of interesting statistics, it, it kind of shows me that the person who made that doesn't necessarily play the game because they would understand well to present the data in that format while it's 
data and you can make huge lists out of it, it provides no interesting way to read it. I, I think like achievements is a specific example. I have a ton of achievements done. It is 21 pages long. Mm-hmm. It's unreadable. Well, yes, all achievements are somewhat equal in that they are achievements, but you kind of need to categorize and break it down and, and make it so that we can consume the data. You just backed up the truck and dumped it. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's all just raw attributes. Well, a, a player would understand this is how things go together and this is what players are interested in seeing and this is how we should visualize it as opposed to just streaming 21 pages of, of attributes and saying how many would you like to see per page mm. uh, or, or sort them alphabetically. Well, again, when, it, when you have that many of them uh, or I think the, the spells, right, they took every spell mechanic and put it on one page. So you have your trade skill reactives. You have your procs, you have your spells, you have your, I think your combat arts are all there as well. And it, it's an overwhelming list. You would never look at it that way. You need it categorized and broken down and, and selective because that's how players look at it. A person designing a website just sees them as attributes and data to put into columns. So, again, it shows that they're not players. They're, they're really a, a company again, and I, I find that discouraging. So when I first heard last July, we're gamers too. Yes, they're with me. We're going to do this together, me and the company. Well, they're, yeah, they're on my side, right? Yeah, exactly. They know who I am. <laughs> yes, they know who I am, and Ellie, they know what my trials and tribulations are. Yes, they, they understand me. They feel my pain. Right. Well, I would have to say, looking now, I don't necessarily know if they feel my pain anymore. If anything, I think they're inflicting more pain on me. I don't I <laughs> would. I don't even think they know who the players are. I mean, uh, I think we can agree that they that they aren't players. I think there's some, but for the most part, they don't play. I mean, you can probably pick a few devs who do play, but I don't know. I just don't think that's the norm. And I think you're right. I think that um, the fact that they not only do they not play and it's extremely apparent, but it's almost as if they don't even understand their customer. They don't even know what we want, nor do they seem to care. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know, I was going to say, I I do think some of them do play and I think that is true, but I think you're right. And and what I'm saying is that they're not gamers. I'm talking at a very macro level. Right. Uh, That does not certainly apply to every individual. And, And I'll give you another example of that. Uh, I, I listen to the SOE podcast quite regularly, and at the end they do a little segment, so what are you playing? And they talk about some of the games they're playing. But more often than not, we hear from from the community team, this is a part of marketing. You, The team that I would envision is always got pom-poms and is always cheerleading. Well, I didn't have time to play. The, you know, uh, I got laundry to do and, and PTA meetings and Little League and I, of this and I got a long commute and, I, and I'm sitting there going, you know what? I have all those things too, but because playing games is fun and this is supposed to be a fun organization, uh, I guess even if you have to fib to me a little bit, tell me that you're playing. Don't <laughs> tell me that you're not because you're supposed to be our advocates. You're supposed to be the ones rooting for us. And when I hear that, you know, other things are more important. And while I understand, yes, they can be. So either fib and tell me you are or or don't do it at all. Don't talk about it at all so that you can avoid exposing that you're not gamers. 
Mm-hmm. I, and I think that's really bad. I think, you know, if We're Gamers 2 is their mission statement, I, I don't think that segment during their podcast really brings that home. Mm-hmm. If, if anything, they should be talking about how they're playing all their titles or, or playing other titles to get new ideas and whatnot and, and, and make better games, make their company. Uh, it, it sounds to me like that this is really a, a, an occupation. This is a job, not, a, not necessarily a, a career. You know, I, I'm here to nine to five, and then I got to do my ninety minute commute, and then I'm too tired. Well, and then, yeah, <laughs> we all have ninety minute commutes. We all have tough jobs, uh, and you know what? There's a lot of people who have a lot more stressful jobs than some of us. Mm-hmm. Again, are they gamers? I don't know, and I, I question. You're right. How much they play? So how much are they really in tune with what? We are what we want. I, I think they're completely out of touch. I mean, watching your kid play a, a game, an online game, twice a month, that doesn't make you a gamer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Playing a Facebook game once a week doesn't make you a gamer. I, and you certainly aren't an EQ2 player. So I don't know. I, I, I agree. I, I have to agree and not to be too negative and down, but... I have to agree. I almost feel like, you know, at the very least, could you understand your customer? And these things that they put out show that they don't even understand their customer. And I, I really don't think they care to understand their customer. You know, if they do, if they're asking questions, are they actually listening to the answers that they're getting? Or are they simply hearing what they want to hear and repackaging it into a saleable format like like these these polls uh, did you get anything out of those polls do you think they're asking the right questions uh well it's hard we've only seen two of them thus far so i always say i need a third so i can draw a straight line to make an analysis okay um uh, you know i don't know i mean we saw the first one and it was something again you know when we had smoke jumper here with him i i challenged him on a little bit and said well you need to show us the results yeah the results are so vague that the results they gave us they make these general statements yeah you, you like no talking data. with your friends right okay great what percentage how many people were there in your study how many individual accounts how many alts you know what what are the numbers Show what me the, the pie chart. There Show were me the no pie numbers. Chart. It's vague. Because you know why? I think that would give away too much information. Well, you know, I often wonder, you know, their, their, their culture of everything is behind the wall. We don't tell you about anything. Yeah. Well, that's fine. Give percentages and, first of all, figure out if it's statistically significant or not. If three people answered the poll, it's not going to be useful. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what and I'm you- saying. By not sharing... Right. We're left to speculate and wonder, and of course, that's what players are very good at, right? Go, right. To going to the extremes. So if, if you're not sharing the results and you're just saying, oh, you like talking with your friends or you enjoy doing tra- trade skills, well, who is you mm-hmm. and what does enjoying mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I thought the second round of questions, I, I would say I thought they were a little bit more poignant, and I felt when I was answering them, I, I was answering them with a certain amount of confidence. I, I, so I thought the questions and the options were well-worded. I really could find myself putting in an, an option when I felt it was right for me. I felt like there were missing options. So maybe they'll tweak those polls going forward to get them a little bit more thorough or have like an other category to write in an answer or something or does not apply or I don't participate in this 
I, I don't know. It's it's very hard because when you give that other space with a fill-in, <laughs> you're going to wind up with 101% others, right? Yeah. Uh, because no, so you you got to really fit yourself into the, you know, is it A, B, C, or D model? You know, maybe there's an E that's that's none or not mm-hmm. applicable or something like that. But if you give so many people an out, you know how MMO players yeah. are. We each value our own play style and our even though if we're both both you and I are hardcore questers, but we don't hardcore quest in the same way, right? Right. So mm-hmm. now we've got uh, we ask a hundred people a question, we wind up with two hundred different answers. Uh, yeah. You know, so it's even right, worse. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, so you, well, uh, that's fair. I mean, that's a fair statement. Uh, so I, I think it's good to see those sort of poll questions, to see them trying to get the get some uh, data that they can maybe make their business decisions on. But you know what? I think if you played, you'd maybe know the answers to some of these questions up front. Or we wouldn't see, as I've always said, some things stay broken as long as they do mm-hmm. with no, hey, we're looking at this. We found this problem and we're looking at this. Yeah. Well, anyway, the Dell angle is the Delmon's point of view, which is good. Uh, and uh, if you could just recap your three. Okay, so first, uh, the thing that I flip-flopped on would be Insta-90s. Mm-hmm. I-, I think we should be able to have them. All right, your number two. Uh, Dungeon Finder. Loved it in the beginning. Uh, unfortunately, I think it's the butt of jokes now. And your number one. Is the concept that we're gamers too. I believed it when I first heard it. I'm not so sure anymore if I do. Well, very nice. That was a lot uh, a lot of good stuff to talk about. And I think it actually opened several doors for other things that we can talk about in the future. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to it. Okay, so on one side, we dangled. And on the other side, I think we're uh, smarter than Allie. Well, we're going to find out now, aren't we? I, I think we are. <laughs> I am afraid. Okay, so if you remember a year ago, Allie, during our uh, role reversal show, uh, you participated in some game shows. Yes, I I remember. And they were wildly popular. Were they now? Yes, my mother loved them. (laughs) And uh, yes, so this year we're bringing back the uh, Mark Alicison and Bill Delman Productions. (laughs) Okay. And the first show that you will be appearing on is Super Encrypted Authenticator Key Fob Password. Okay, our first contestant is a 29-year-old wood elf. She enjoys questing and some light raiding. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Alicious. Welcome to the show, Alicious. Thank you. What's your What's your name, host? Oh, I'm Bill Dellen. Bill Dellen. Thanks, Bill. Let me go over the rules of our game here so you know how to play. The goal of Super Encrypted Authenticator Keyfob Password, Allie, is for you to figure out what Delmon's super secret password is. Okay. In order to do so, there are going to be five keywords that you are going to figure out that will help you discover what the super password is. I have to figure out the keywords? Yes. And in order to figure out each of the keywords, there are five passwords that I will give you that will help you figure out what the keyword is. 
Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give you the first clue, and then you're going to try to take a guess as to what the first keyword might be. If you don't get it, I'll give you the next clue. And they will build on each other, hopefully allowing you to figure out the keyword. Once you get all five keywords, you should be able to unlock the super password. Is there like a point to this game? Like, do we have points or anything? Or do I win anything? You'll win the uh, admiration of my mom. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, we'll give you some points. How many points would you like? I don't know. Whatever you want to give me. How about uh, we'll give you 25 points if you get this right. Okay. Can I buy Insta90 with it? (laughs) Yes, but points convert to station cash a little differently. (laughs) Okay, so are you ready for the first clue, which will help you try to figure out the first keyword? I'm ready. Okay, so the first clue is ribbon. Ribbon. So what do you think the keyword might be? Mr. Bubble? No. Okay. Second clue. Present. Gift? No. Ranged. And all these things relate to the same keyword? Yes. Arrow? (laughs) I don't know. Archer. Bow. Bow, there you go. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Okay, so you've got your first keyword. Would you like to try to unlock the super password? I don't think I have enough to go on, but um, it's it's just one word. Just one word. Uh well it, no, it's it's a short phrase. Ranger down. That's a good guess, but no, I like that. I wish I had made that it. Okay. But no, okay. So you you kind of figure out how the game goes here. Yeah, I'm starting to get my feet under me here. Okay, okay. Keyword number two, your first clue, hunt. Um, ketchup. Got <laughs> a great guess, but no. <laughs> Yeti. Cave. Close. Knockback. If this is the name, I'm going to have trouble. Icy Keep Retribution? Nope. Kylong. Terran's Grasp? Nope. Okay, last clue, and I'll just read off the other ones for you. Hunt, Yeti, Knockback, Kylong, and the final clue, Thumpus. I have no idea. Thumpus. Rhymes I... with. Wumpus. Wumpus. There you go. The hell is Wumpus? Okay, so you have. I mean, it's ringing a bell, but I don't remember why. It's well, ringing. that's why you have to put all the keywords together. So far, yeah. you've gotten bow, and now you've got Wumpus. Would you like, like to take a guess at the super password? I'm not going to get this. It's going to be the Ranger Epic, which I can't remember what it's called. I need your e- answer. Eagle's Talon. Eagle's Talon? Yeah. Is that, what you're, is that your final? Uh, that's, yeah, that's my guess. Congratulations, Allie. Did I actually get it? You've cracked the super password in two keywords. Wow. Outstanding. How, how, many, how many keywords were there? There were five? There were five. Let's run down the rest of them. Oh, uh, clue number three was going to be Alicious, oh. Monday, Journal, Leaderboard. Quest. Ever. Quest. Okay. The fourth keyword, Archer. Tracking. You. Ranger. Ranger. And DPS. And the final one would have been awesome. Epic. Wow. All right. Well, 
Well, now because I know the answer. Yeah, now you know the answer. <laughs> there you go. It was going to be awesome, ROK, mythical, repercussion, and Fardar. Very nice. And that would have given you Bow, Wumpus, Quest, Ranger, Epic, and your final guess was? Eagle's Talent. Eagle's Talent. So there's 25 big money points for you. I get 25 for that game alone? You get 25 for that game alone, Allie. Wow. Congratulations. Cool. Thank you. I this, won I, something. This is starting off better than last year. It is. I think I failed on last year's first one, didn't I? Yes, you didn't do too well. No, I, I lost. All right, so maybe we'll bring back Super Encrypted Authenticator Key Fob Password next year. <laughs> you know, I can understand why this show never made it past the pilot. It doesn't exactly roll off the tongue. No, it doesn't. <laughs> All right, so are you ready for your next game show? Sure. All right, back by popular demand, Allie. It's time to start the Guild Feud. Oh, boy. All right, Allie, are you ready to start the feud? I am, Dick. That's Del Dawson to you. And give me a little kiss, darling. You're beautiful. I love you. One more. Okay. All right, you understand how the guild feud is played, Allie? Why don't you go over it again just to make sure? All right, we asked 100 Antonio Bell players a certain question, and we got some answers. We tabulated those answers, and we put them on the big board behind us. So I'm going to read the question to you, and then you're going to buzz in, and you're going to see if you're going to play or pass. All right? So hands by your side. 100 Antonio Bale players surveyed. Top five answers on the board. Allie, here's the question. Name a trade skill class in EverQuest 2. Carpenter. Show me Carpenter. Number five answer, Allie. Number five. Scary. Would you like to play or pass? Do I have a choice? Not really. I'll play. All right, because it would make the game a lot more interesting if you did. Okay. Okay, Allie. uh, Still top four answers on the board. Name a trade skill class in EverQuest 2. I'm going to go with Alchemist. Show me Alchemist. already won okay see if we can get back on track here all right Allie. top four answers are still on the board you have one strike two more strikes and you'll be eliminated uh and oh and by the way let's make this game worth 50 points oh boy yeah how about provisioner everybody loves a provisioner right everybody Everybody loves every how many times have you heard delmont say everybody's got a provisioner a lot show me provisioner Number one answer, Allie. Number Yay! one answer. Most popular trade skill class. Do I have to get them all? Before you get three strikes, yes. Oh, no. Okay. So number four, number three, and number two are still on the board. Okay. How about jeweler? Jeweler, you say? Yes, for some bedazzling. Show me Jeweler. Not one of the top 
five trade skill classes. Crap. All right, Allie. Name a trade skill class in EverQuest 2. Let's go with Sage. Show me Sage. Number two. <laughs> number two. You're staying alive, Allie. Staying Barely. alive. <laughs> you need the number three and the number four answer, and you have one strike to give. So, Allie, name a trade skill class in EverQuest 2. Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb here and choose Woodworker. Woodworker. You sure you want to go with Woodworker? No, that's probably not it. Okay, how about this? How about everybody has to wear armor, right? And most armor is is going to be plate and chain. So we're going to go with Armorer. So you're going to go with Armorer now? I'm No. I'm trying to pick a good answer. I only have one more chance. I know. One strike and the game is over, Allie. Who do you want? I don't know. I don't know. I can't decide. Okay, let's just... Let's go back to... Okay, let's stick with wood. Wood is good. You're going to go with the woodworker. I'm going to go with woodworker. All right. I'm feeling lucky. Show me woodworker. <laughs> oh, Allie. Oh, no. <laughs> Third strike. Oh, no. Disaster. Oh, we were so close. So then it has to be Taylor and Armorer. 50 big points down the drain. Because oh. Weaponsmith is not one of the top five. All right. Uh, number four. Taylor. Hmm. Number three. Armorer. Oh, oh. You outsmarted yourself, Allie. I know. Outsmarted yourself. I was trying to read between the lines. Once again, Guild Feud has been Allie's downfall. (laughs) Can I redeem myself? Well, hopefully next year, if Guild Feud makes another return, Allie, you'll have uh, better luck at it. I hope so. All right. So let's find out. Hey, Johnny, who's our next contestant? I'm looking for a Wood Elf Carpenter from the Unrest server. Alicious Fool of the Woo, COV yourself in, because you're the next contestant on The Broker is Right. <laughs> Yay! I'm your host, Del Barker, and I am surrounded here by Delmont's Beauties. And just as a reminder, help control the Griffin population. Have your flying bounce spayed or neutered, please. <laughs> so, Alicious, are you ready to play The Broker is Right? I'm ready as I'll ever be. Okay. So here's how we play this game. I have three items that I looked up on the Unrest Broker this morning to find out what their actual broker price is. We're going to show you those items in a moment, and we're going to give you the price, and you're going to guess if the price I gave that the broker is selling is actually higher or lower than our suggested price. Okay. All right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and bear in mind, too, we removed any broker fees. So these are the actual broker prices. Okay. All right. So the first item up for bid is a vampiric incisor. Mm. This beautiful tooth from the offspring of Mayong Mismore is used in completing your lore and legend. Van's Helsing wouldn't be caught dead without his. A definite for all your vampire slaying needs. Now, Allie, the price, the suggested retail price is two copper. Is the actual retail price on the broker higher or lower than two copper? That's such a tricky question. Yes, it is. And that's why you're playing and not me. Uh, I'm going to go lower. You're going to go lower. So you're going to say that the vampiric incisor right now is only a copper yeah. on the broker. Okay. That's right. It's right. It is only selling for a copper right now on Unrest. Congratulations, Allie. That's one right. Yay. Okay. By the way, this game is worth 100 points. Ooh, 100 points. The points just keep going up. So I only have 25 you so far? You only have 25 so far. What's a win? I don't know. Uh, a million. It can't be 200. I mean, I have to be able to win. Oh, uh, Have you I ever mean, been a winner before in your life? I have. Okay. <laughs> Once? Once. It's okay, because the points don't really matter. Okay. All right. So the next item up for Bid Alley is a Halazian bearskin rug. Ugh. This gorgeous handcrafted Tier 4 item can be placed in your house or guild hall. It's the perfect accent to add just the right amount of to your fireplace area. <laughs> Comes with 55 rent status reduction. Don't go bare. Go bare skin. Now, Allie, the price is 29 gold. Do you think the actual broker price is higher or lower than 29 gold? Um, wow, this is a tough one because it's a lower tier item. That used to be really nice. Yeah, that used to be people would stack those up. I used to have a thousand bearskins in my house back when they were like worth, what, 500, 600 status Five, points? Yeah, it was 500. I I think that 55 status reduction is so low right now that maybe it would be cheaper. But on the other hand... Not that many people are making lower tier items anymore, so maybe they're a little bit more rare. So it could be higher. Hmm. Higher or lower than 29 gold. I'm channeling a little bit of Princess Bride right now. Clearly, I cannot choose the glass in front of me. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to go lower. Lower, you say. It's actually selling for 35 gold right now. Oh, bummer. I'm sorry. All right. We have one more item up for bid. Hawk Attack 3 Master. Calls a hawk to the ranger's target. Every time the hawk successfully strikes the target, all non-fighters in the ranger's group have some of their hate siphoned towards the hawk for a few seconds. Allie, is the actual price on the broker of Hawk Attack 3, Master, higher or lower than 18 plat. Is 3, can I ask a question about the product? You may. Is Hawk Attack 3... A Ranger Master? Yes. Not, oh, I know it's a Ranger, but what <laughs> level is it? Is it in the in the, it's the level eight, one? It's level 88. Okay, so it is the highest one. This level 8 combat art could be yours if the broker is right. 
Do I actually win it? Yeah. I think. Do I? You're going to give it to me? No, I'm not going to give it to you. Why not? Why don't you buy it off the broker? Guess who's selling it? You, obviously. Uh, 18 plat seems a little steep for something that's not that awesome. But everything seems to be going up these days. So it could be higher. Uh, I'm going to go. That one, maybe that one drops a lot. Well, I never see Ranger Masters drop anymore. Hmm. I think I'm going to go. This is tough. I'm going to go. This is hard. Okay, I'm going to go higher. You're going to go higher than 18 plat. And you would be. Correct. Really? Yes, it is actually selling for 25 plat right now. Oh, yay. So you got two out of three right, Allie. Congratulations. Yay. You're going to go on to the Showcase Showdown. I am? You are. Where I get to win a new car? No, no new car. You can get a flying disc. I was going to say, do I get a new mount? <laughs> yeah, only if you farm them there at the bottom of Sabellas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We have one last final game for you. Are you ready, Allie? I'm ready. All right. Cue the theme music. All right, Allie, are you ready for Final Jeopardy here on Are You Smarter Than Alicious? Uh, I'm ready. Okay, so before you decide how many of your big money points you're going to wager, let's take a look at the category, shall we? Okay. Zones. The category is zones, Allie. I have 125 points to wager? Yes, you do. So jot down your wager. All right, your Final Jeopardy answer. And remember, you have to form it. In the form of a question. Category is zones. Home to Clactus and Fluffy the Destroyer. This overland zone has 173 quests. More than any other zone in EverQuest 2. All right, Allie, are you ready? Uh, yeah. One more time. Home to Clactus and Fluffy the Destroyer. This overland zone has 173 quests, more than any other zone in game. And what did you write down for your final Jeopardy? Uh, I wrote down, what is, <laughs> what is Stonebrun Highlands? Stonebrun Highlands is incorrect, Allie. <laughs> Thanks a lot. 
Why'd you make me go back and say it in the form of a question if it was wrong? Jeez. I mean, well, then I wagered zero points. I think you're cheating now. (laughs) Well, the other possibility was Sundered Frontier, but I don't think that's right. And the correct answer is what is Sundered Frontier? It's it's the one in the cave, isn't it? There's like three or four in the cave and Galactus is one of them. I was thinking it was either that one or the big dude over by the thing over by whatever. You know what I'm talking about? No, not a clue, honestly. I don't know the thing over by you know where. (laughs) The thing you have to click, you have to click some. Tuxulia's mound. Uh, I don't even know what zone you're in, to be honest. (laughs) I'm in Stonebrook Highlands behind when you come up past. (laughs) Okay, you're at Moonfield Hamlet, right? And then you're going over towards uh, where all that stuff's happening over there. And there's either down or up and you go down and then there's a big Epic Times 4 there. Yep. Where you get boots or something tier three boots or something okay you know what i'm talking about yes that's called the bluffs of uzan i believe oh okay that wasn't <laughs> okay clack this is the one in the cave he's in the cave in center frontier and it but you only wagered zero points well, not really. But okay, so how many points did you really wager? I really wagered 125 points. So you ended up with nothing. Right. Okay. Well, the truth comes out. So I win nothing? You win nothing. You win nothing, Allie, but I think our listeners should be rewarded for listening through all that <laughs> and suffering through that. So uh, do we have some stuff in the swag closet? Yeah, I think we got a little swag. Okay. So how about this? How about if folks send us an email to contests, C-O-N-T-E-S-T-S, contests, plural, at EQ2Talk. We will enter you into a drawing for some pretty sweet swag. How does that sound? Yeah, you might want to put a .com at the end of that email address. Okay. All right. Well, it would bounce back to them, and then they know they got it wrong, I guess. <laughs> so contests at EQ2Talk.com. Uh, send it in right away. And uh, perhaps by next episode, we'll do some uh, drawing and give away some fantastic uh, new cars. Don't they have to put something in the subject line about uh, yeah, being... Yeah, you want them to put something in the subject line? Yes. Like, who's smarter than an alley? All right. <laughs> who's smarter make sure than you, an alley? Make sure you put it in the form of a question. <laughs> All right. Get those in soon, and we will uh, get some stuff out to the big winner, which was not Allie this week. So you can get all the luxurious prizes that she would have won. So there, therefore, I am a loser. You are a loser, Ellie. <laughs> Put those fingers in the shape of an L on your forehead. Okay, consider it done. So do we have anything else for episode 43 of EQ2 Talk? Uh, actually, Ellie, I have about 17 more topics I'd like to go over if we could. Maybe we can hold those for another show. Okay, fair enough. So let's say thank you again to this week's sponsor, Laughing Cow Cheese. New Smooth Sensations Cream Cheese Spread, now available in five melt-in-your-mouth flavors. Start your day off deliciously. Laughing Cow Cheese. Just so you know, Allie, I did just cut some cheese. If you'd like to reach us, you can send us an email. I'm alicious at eq2talk.com. A-L-I-S-C-I-O-U-S. 
And I'm Delmon at EQ2Talk.com. You can reach us in-game, EQ2.unrest.alicious. Or EQ2.unrest.delmon, D-E-L-L-M-O-N. You can also join us in our chat channel in-game, so that's slash join EQ2.unrest.eq2talk. Or you can head over to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash EQ2talk, where we would like for you to love us. Or you can follow us on Twitter at EQ2talk. So, say goodnight, Allie. Goodnight, Allie. Hee hee hee. I don't know. Okay, that's not funny. Well, that's Australian. Oh, all right. Was it okay or was it awesome? Um, not honestly, awesome? I didn't think it was awesome. No, it was good. I wasn't? No, the enthusiasm in your voice did okay. not come through. Okay. Laughing cow cheeses. Okay, I will. It's cheese, not cheeses. I didn't feel it. I, I I felt jazz hands, but not spirit fingers. You need a hint. Because there's no audience. <laughs>